This episode of the Curfew Boys is sponsored by Movative. Movative is a financial services company with its headquarters in Montreal, Quebec, that provides investment recommendations, financial advice, wealth management, retirement planning, risk management advisement, and insurance services. You can also learn more about their services at movative.ca or reach them at 514-255-4856. Movative. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Curfew Boys, live in their basements. Let me introduce you to my boys. We got Statman Joe. Hey now. We got Paul Buster Zook. Hey now. We got Chipman Adrian. Hello. We got your host tonight, and she's Anthony. I have a question for you all. When do you think the Montreal Canadiens will ever compete again? I don't have to answer it, so we'll leave that to it for us. It's going to be a long season, boys. Very, very long season. But the Curfew boys are here to entertain you and make you laugh and smile and try to get this pain off our, our minds, you know, while we watch this. So much game. pain. Let me tell you one thing. Right when this team was giving me a little bit of hope tonight, the end result just crushed it all. But let me tell you, the third period tonight was last year's Montreal Canadiens. The fight, the, the, the thrive to try to tie that game and try to win that game. They didn't stop. They didn't give up. They fought. And still losing. <laughs> the true Montreal Canadiens. Right, but at least, at least they showed some, you know, percentage of fight. I mean, look, sure. the third period was was intense. You know, there was a lot of. It was back and forth. Back and forth. There was a lot of physical. Uh, but honestly, it shows that both teams opened things up the third period. Right? It, it wasn't like the second period where everything was as tight was like constipated hockey, I call it. The third <laughs> period, basically, they were going back and forth. They were loosening their defense, increasing their attack, you know, in hopes of scoring more goals or in LA's case was to increase the lead and in the Habs case, to tie the game, right? So, yes, it was very exciting. But even but after I, the tie, even after the tie, the team did not slow down. They no. just kept fighting. And they wanted Romanos, to win. They wanted to win. You know, they, they lit up the building, man. Like after Romano's hit and all the chances we had – and oh my God, Jake Evans' goal was just—he had one last year like that. Pure, and then, and then what happened pure. in overtime? Yeah. Okay, we still had opportunities in overtime. We still didn't give up. And then yes, three on the end, resu- the end result is it is not it not is. just the not just the end result. Who was it at the fault of the play? <sighs> the guy who gave us the tying goal. That's what I mean. It's like it's not sixty minutes. It's like there there's something with this. Yeah, but where was Petrie? They, the zoo, they all weren't there. So I, I'm going to retrace okay, back and go to Vegas, the game they lost 3-2, or was it 4-2 with an empty netter? 5-2. I 5-2, because it was two empty netters, right? Yeah. But 3-2 without the empty netters. Montreal, didn't they dominate that game? Oh, my God. First okay, period. like the first really? period. It, yeah. I think it was, what, 20 shots to one in the first mm. period. I saw 2 Vegas, nothing, and I called it. Vegas second shot only came into the second period at the fourth minute mark. And so, wasn't it a power play goal? Yeah, yeah it was always, a, there was so, one power play goal. Was one power play so two, basically so. the Habs are letting things happen like this. They're keeping, I don't know. They yeah. could have easily put that game away a lot earlier and they didn't. Even if they're they not, out, even if they even outperform. Even when they play the, well, they don't win. And that's that it, yeah. comes down to and um, this was a moment that happened tonight. I'll get back to the Vegas game. Uh, Zook, you mentioned how many attempts did it take them to score? Oh, my God. Uh, that first goal that they scored. Look, other but that's a microcosm, Joey. The third, yeah, I, 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 and like, I agree. That's, this is the Habs. 
Yes, there's something. Away. There's definitely exactly. There's definitely something wrong with the team. You can't just just do everything and try to give a hundred percent effort in hopes you'll get a goal. You gotta be able to draw play, draw plays, and then obviously execute, but execute in um, how do I, at an NHL level way. Like to me, it, it seems more like they're playing like those backyard type hockey where you're just throwing things at net and everyone's just coming in front to try to put the puck in. I don't know. And I don't see that from other teams. I, I really don't. So, so you go back to the Vegas game. Sorry, go ahead, Ante. No, no, fin- 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 finish. And, uh, I was going to say, yeah, going back to the, the Vegas game. So we lose 5-2. We outshoot them. We outplayed them. In order for most of the game, we still don't win. And yeah, and look, Allen, I mean. Oh, tonight's Allen was... Very, I mean, a lot of good saves, but those two goals were very weak. Exactly. And for a goaltender, I rather you give up the goal that is supposed to go in and save what you're supposed to save like more often. Because what happens is, I mean, if you just take, if you just take, uh, if you just look at the history and you look at a, I guess, in a stat sense or the science of it, you're going to get more easy saves to make than hard ones. So naturally, if Allen saves the easy ones and lets in the hard ones, well, you'll come out on the better end most of the time. Mm. So making that big save with his pat on that, no, it doesn't matter because he gave up that weak goal to Ayafalo in the third period, even though Savard, again, got Well, that's what I was going to say. Where's his support? Savard is at fault. There's a he balance of support and weakness. Is... So yes, you're yes, right. He is at fault. Is and Anthony is right. I haven't Savard seen is at fault, but that one you bit. cannot. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't let that go. That you can't let that go. Exactly. Uh, and it's uh, just it's just what it is for Montreal season. It's against Vegas and against tonight. They show a bit of heart here and there, and I'm sorry, so, they just don't have it. So that's mm-hmm. that's. I'm gonna go back to how I started this episode, where this team, you know starts giving me some hope where they're able to turn the season around and then they just crush it. Um, you know, they crush my dreams. Look, I, last game, we came out strong. We came out with, with the drive to win. Okay. You saw it 20 shots to one. You're like, I've never seen that before in the, in the history of Montreal where they allowed even with the defense we have this year, the shit defense. We allowed one shot on net in the first 20 minutes of play, okay? Second period, we allowed just a second shot on net at the fourth at the fourth minute of the second period. That's a sign of, like, this team wants to turn things around. And the problem with the Montreal Canadiens for the first 10 games or 11 games of the season was compared to what we saw in the past where as soon as they, they lose the lead – or they're taking the they had the lead and they lose it or they tie it whatever they they get deflated and mm-hmm. it's they they they're done okay they're done so that's what happens that's what happens all that's sorry that's what happened all year and that's what happened with Vegas tonight we were we had the lead first they tied the game we lost the lead but we didn't see that sign of deflation because that's where I, that my hope came back the team is bringing back their old character of Let's 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 keep fighting, and that's what they did tonight. And they tied it, and unfortunately, they lost in overtime. So even though they played better in overtime, that's they played ver- infuriating. Exactly, they they played very well, and it just it's unfortunate that tonight's result because, you know, and, and you know what, I'll, I'll give it to Peterson. He was he was on his feet tonight. He he st- he saved a lot of, um, and you going back to Joey, what you said in the past, you know. Quality of shots tonight. Montreal shots were all quality. All those opportunities, Look. they they had a lot of good moments. And just Peterson just was. I mean, it's it's it sucks where the Montreal Canadiens always find a way to make these goalies better than what they are. Yeah, you know, and make they look better than what they are. I mean, to, it just tonight's loss kind of burns because I actually thought that we're going to finally turn things around. You know, I know we keep saying, let's tank, let's tank, let's tank. Let's, you know, let's throw in the towel, but it's only 13 games in. Okay. And I think, (laughs) I know that's what you're going to say, Joe, but I I think if we would have won last game and today's game, 
from what the way that we played, we could have found a way to turn things around. Just now, think about it. Arizona is really, really bad. If you want that pick, you got to start now. You don't start midway through a season. You start. I, under- I understand, Joe, but you can't just throw in the word. They're athletes. You can't just throw in the towel, right? No, and you, the you first overall song is not guaranteed, even at last place. It's never guaranteed, but you want to get the highest chances. What The game that burned me, I think, the most that I said, okay, this is, this is it, was the Vegas game. Why? Because not only did they play well, the one thing I could have said was Montreal had excuses that they're missing players. You cannot tell me that Vegas, Vegas had a, a Vegas was in that same uh, same situation. Montreal, maybe even worse in terms of missing players. They were missing Pacioretty. They were missing Stone. They were missing Carlson. That is a full line. You're talking about your two best wingers. Your best center at the time, yes, they did trade for Eichel. But even if you don't include him because he never actually played, you're missing Tuck and those three forwards. You're missing four out of your top six forwards in Vegas. And you trade away your Vezina goalie. And you somehow, and Montreal still manages to lose. That right there said, okay, like, I don't want to put injury as an excuse. Vegas still found a way to win. And even without all those players now, they're still even a 500 team. You know, Look, they're they're nothing crazy, but at least they're they're getting results with missing that many players, kind of yeah. like what we have. There has to be a deep issue with the Canadians. Like Anthony and I were talking this morning, and they're like there has to be something, like a cloud, either in the dressing room or there has to be all over I'm the city. Glad, if anything, I'm there has glad to be you something. Brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'm seeing Zook more individuals than a team in certain senses. Pizzetta tonight, different moments. Pizzetta tonight, I, I don't care what some of the reporters of the Habs, maybe they're biased or what they said. I was reading some of it. What Pizzetta did was completely selfish at the end. Okay, Lemieux was probably shit-talking, and I know Gallagher was at the bench, Fury. We don't know what he was said, but the game, there's under 10 minutes left in the game. You're down to one. Lemieux clearly doesn't want to fight you, but you instigate and get a penalty. That is complete yeah. selfishness. You don't do that, especially for a fort liner trying to keep your place in a team. You know, that's a guy like Weber would that. definitely, uh, you know, help that case. In that case, Absolutely. I'm saying, if he would be on Absolutely. the ice or on the, you know, on the bench, that, he would that, that, try that's to a, talk some and sense. And that's an, that's an issue that is not related in terms of like playing the game. And now no. one moment in terms of playing the game, Gallagher, you know this guy wants to score badly and will do anything, but that's not always the right mentality because he has one goal, right? That's not always the right mentality. He had, I think it was Anderson, right? Wide open to his right, but the guy had to shoot because... I saw that play. It felt like, yes, it felt like to me, and this was after Pizzetta, it felt to me that he really wanted to score himself, but the play to make there was give it to Anderson, but that's, well, that's what it's that's been. That's on the teams from. Yeah, it's yeah, an individual that's, aspect. That's been the yeah, issue yeah. since the beginning. And we, and we all said it. There was one episode where there was that, that game where it was Sharat. I know I can't say his name, but Sharat and <laughs> Gallagher on that Sharat. two and one. On that two and one. And I know Sammy was saying, you know, it's the timing of the play or whatever. But that was, a, okay, not selfish, actually, because Sharat passed the puck. But he had the opportunity to score that goal, but yet he just passed to Gallagher to give him that first goal to start spiking, you know, sparking some some fire into the team. Again, you're right, Joy. I think there's a lot of individual situations this season because it makes no sense. And I get it, you know. You guys keep saying, you know, Sammy says it, you say it, Joe, that we are a different team from last year. Because we're missing the Perrys, they're missing the Webers, we're missing the, Gall- the, the the price. And then we have all the injuries here. But we're not much of a different team. It makes no sense where you come from a Stanley Cup contending team to now not even – like there, there's nothing. There, 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 it, again – Back to they, what they were, before, they were never a standing cup contending team. Thank you, Adrian. That's the wrong word to use, Anthony. Having a good playoff run doesn't make you a contender. They still in, in contended, they still yeah. went to the finals. They went yes, to the final, but doesn't mean they're a contender. Yeah, the, I look at that differently. <laughs> Calling a contender is a team that from the beginning you know could win the cup. And okay, Montreal, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you, I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question, Joe. 
the, the team we have now on paper, does that justify on paper? I'm not saying the way they're playing. The way they're playing, yes. There, there are there are three eight and one oh, team. Three okay? eleven. Three eleven one, whatever. On three, paper, does the the stat like if I were to show you on paper this team and tell you these guys the stats right now is three eleven and one, would you believe me? Depends. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say on paper. Because... I'm not saying how they play. The, how they how they play? Yes, they should but... be zero one zero thirteen and zero. <laughs> I, I know, but are we, again, we're missing our best player and Edmondson. Are we including them or not? Yes. They won't still have, Anderson, you still have Suzuki. You still have Allen, who's a decent goalie. You still have... I know, but we just fo- talked about Allen's fault, but our best player is still Price in the end. Our best player is missing and probably our second best defenseman. He might have even been the first away Petrie's playing. Okay, so you're telling... Look, look at the L.A., on paper, are they a better team than us? Yeah. On paper. On paper. No, no, answer the question. Pretty I said close. yes. It's pretty, pretty close. But, they won, but they, won, they won the last six games. Because, yeah. They won the last six games, and they're guys. not just, they're not a yeah, better but team. They have than young us. guys that are hungry, and they also have a coach. You got to look but at There you if go. I look, you know what? You're right, too. If I do look at it on paper, and then I see, uh, Coach on Trenard, and I see Dominic Ducharme. I said, Yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> you have to say that. Yeah, of course. You have to fix it. Now, if you also see coach, and I said, No, you know what? Maybe this is that team because player for player, no, they're not the record shows. But yes, you're missing Price. Uh, you're missing Price. You're missing Edmondson, which not a lot of people talked about, but he actually mm. would have been our best D the way Petrie's playing right now. And we have our coach. I'm sorry. This coach is, it's, I, I don't know how, how much worse can it get. And, and just and, tonight, and, and just tonight, Anthony, before I before I finish on Ducharme, just tonight, I saw something that I don't know if I've ever seen in a while, and Pierrot mentioned it. We had our first power play. We didn't score. The second one comes out. We had a face-off. Even Pierrot said we didn't even ice a centerman on our second-line power play. We had Gallagher taking a face-off against Kopitar. Yeah, what the hell? What the fuck? Excuse my language. Do you think it's going to happen? You're going to lose that face-off. Even Pierrot said it, but... The second line, it's dangerous. They don't have a, a centerman playing. How how stupid can you be as a coach? You don't even have a centerman. And he knew his mistake because the next power play on the second one, he had Evans. How bad are we or how down are we that we have Evans he's, playing power play? Or, he, or how stupid is our coach that we don't he's have randomizing. We have Gallagher, dude. yeah, taking playing um, playing the center spot to take a face off. We don't even have a center. Yeah. Unfortunately, sorry, we can coach better. No, no, and I agree with you, Joel. You're, everything you just said is valid, but unfortunately, this guy's not going anywhere. Like no. I said a couple of episodes ago, Charm is right now the safest player or the safest person in the Munchakinese organization. The safest. And, and you're right, and I'm not going against that. What bothers but, me, I've been a fan. I've been a fan since uh, I've been a child, right? I think this is the, and we've had shit years. This is the most uh I guess demotivating time for me to ever watch this team right now. I, I cannot stand to watch them. I watch them because I I've been a fan for forever. And, you know, part of it is obviously for the love of the podcast and what we do, but if it was just me watching game by game, I'm sorry, already 14 games in, I don't have an interest. I find them terrible. I'd rather, I hate to say it, but, other teams have just no, brought my attention more, and that's that is partly due to Ducharme. I, and and so you know, you what? Can imagine how bad he is to me because I've never said that before. I and can say they suck forever, but I, this is something I've never said before. No, but you 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 nailed it, uh, Joe, about watching this team the way they're playing. I feel that look, you know me, guys. I I, I watch. I try to watch every single game since I've been, since I was a kid. I don't miss games, and if I miss a game, it's for a valid reason. Okay, uh, um, every season I'll try to catch all eighty-two, win or lose, shit season or not. I'm watching the game, but there's something about this season that we're lose. There's loss of interest now. Even it's the, the fans, mo- it's the motivating. It's it's especially after like, and it's it, it boggles my mind. After a season of like last year, yes, whatever you said, Joe, not contending, contending, whatever, we still watched our team go that far. They gave us life in the city during a pandemic. Okay. 
they showed heart and character and they brought us all together during the most difficult year of our lives. Okay. The motivation to watch this season, knowing that there's tw- should be 21,000 fans in the building. We're ex- we should be excited to watch this season. Excited after the way it ended and how the season is starting, knowing there's fans in the building, we should all be excited, but none of us are. Absolutely. And this is just not on this, just not on this, off this. I'm sorry, their character, it's it's horrible. It is. It, it is. is horrible. Their demeanor of how they, they approach themselves. I don't know. There, there's something wrong. There is something and, wrong. And I want to ask you something. So, like before you said that Ducharme is the is probably the most uh, you know safest asset in the Canadians from not yeah. being fired. Now, would you say the same if the GM changes soon? Would you think that a new GM would consider uh, Dominic Ducharme a safe? bet to keep or will you think a new gm that's going to come in place will like most gms do they like to change all their their middle management if you will their coaching staff and all that kind of stuff if it wasn't for the julien contract that we're still paying yeah but that's I, more I, of a molson I thing it has said, nothing to do with, with with the gm that's molson's problem you know but that's but that, unless it's so, okay. from I'll, answer, I'll answer your question if Molson is gone as well. He's not gonna, but no, he owns and the GM, new GM, then maybe with a new vision and all, then you know what? Let's suck it up, let's pay two yeah. coaches, and that's it. Yeah. That's all. But business-wise, it's the stupidest thing to ever do to pay two coaches. I know. Coach, no, actually, it's gonna be three coaches. You're gonna be paying uh, Julien, you're paying Ducharme, and you're paying a new coach. Well, I'm sorry, it's 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 not a smart business decision to and, do. And most teams, I think, only pay two coaches, the active one and the one they fire, not really three. This, I don't That's think I ever heard that. So how do you expect? Anyhow. So. How, how, uh, a question for you, Joe, uh, Mr. Statman. How, how many more years does Joe, do we have left to pay Julien? We signed him to a uh, five-year deal. Oh. Yeah, Zook might be on to it. We signed him in a five-year deal. Um, I want to say back in... I want to say 2018. Yeah. I think it was about a, it was, I remember it was a five-year uh, contract. Um, 2017, yeah, he, the Saint saison. So 2017, five years. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. it ends after this season, 21, 22 season. Okay. So then, you know what, to answer your question, uh, Zook, mm-hmm. this is Ducharme's, I would see a change after this year. Why? Yeah. You finish paying off Julien. You finish this shit season because no point of bringing in a new coach at this point. The coincides beautifully with the new management. Exactly. New, I think, and I also think Bergevin is going to finish yeah. the season, to be That's honest. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's done. If like Bergevin this... doesn't, I don't think a new GM would get rid of everybody right away. He'd start fresh. Yeah, but in the offseason. In dude. the offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you're going to see a new coach, new GM, start of next season. I That's... bloody hope so. And get someone different. Well, the only way you get there, and I hate to say it, is, I mean, they're doing a good job. Just play the way they are. Continue. <laughs> Uh, okay, but question for way. you guys. Um, speaking of tanking and rebuilding and all, as much as we all want that, and I've said this a few episodes ago that the rebuild should have happened, I say the right time would have been the year we made um, the conference finals against the Rangers. Like right after that season when we didn't make it, we lost Price and got injured. I think that's when things should have took either before that or right after that. What was okay? that, 2014? Yeah, I think that was the year they should have done the rebuild. The, you know what? The year where, and you guys remember this, Austin Matthews was number one pick that year. Mm-hmm. And we were last place or close to last place. We were going to be part of that lottery. And then remember back that year in March, we had that nine-game winning streak right at the end that Brought us yeah, up we had a the... crazy yeah, we had a crazy winning streak. Exactly that year, if we that did nothing for us, if yeah. we did not have that winning streak to try to fight for that spot, Matthews could have been a potential. But that's what I'm saying, right guys. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen this but, year too. We're not gonna get Shane Wright. No, but hold on. I, yeah. Before we get there, I want to ask you this question. Do you? Th- I don't think. And I, I, to be honest, as much as we want it. And, and, and put aside, it doesn't happen here in Montreal. They don't believe in retooling. They don't re- believe in rebuild. 
even if they said, okay, let's rebuild. Let's say mm-hmm. they come out now and say we're rebuilding. I don't think it's even possi- a possibility salary-wise. Look at all those long-term contracts we have. You have mm-hmm. the Andersons. You have the Gallagher. You have... They got to get rid have, of them. They yeah, want to rebuild. They're going to have to sell no, in February, man. Yes, but no one's going to want to take over those big contracts. They're not big contracts. They're four-year contracts. They're longer than uh, that. No. Gallagher is six. Anderson is seven. Is seven. Okay. You can't have a rebuild but, with but, players but, still on your salary cap. But Anderson is a good player to keep. Yes, but you're uh, not going to... No, but then his... Yes, you're it's right. A, you mean it's his, his cap space. Yeah. No, uh, not only cap space, but Zook, you're going to rebuild the team, mm-hmm. okay, with a $10 million goalie whose his, his, his prime is coming to an end, mm. okay? He has not, not, much, not many years left, okay? A, a rebuild takes years, at least three, four years. Yeah. So three, yeah, four yeah. years from now, your price is gone. Yeah. So you're going to pay a $10 million goalie who wants to win a Stanley Cup just playing just Anderson will be in okay. his 30s. Anderson's gonna be in his 30s, he's not gonna be the same player anymore. Gallagher's not gonna be, the, gonna be Gallagher is declining, so he won't be the same player in five years from now. Yeah. Suzuki in five years from now is gonna be close to his end of his seven-year contract. Okay, he Suzuki's might still have some of, juice. No, you in have him. to keep him because he's 21. He's only gonna is, be 25, 24. No, no, no. I know what I'm trying to say is he's still the only guy that's still left, right? Of having some juice in him. So you can rebuild with the team we have right now. It's too late for that. Well, okay, but th- yeah, sorry, Kojo. I was just gonna say, well, that's that's what we're saying with uh, with Bergevin when he made all those deals in the off season. That's where I don't understand, right? Because now with the new GM gonna come in, he's got to not only if he wants to rebuild, he's got to clean up Junier's. Uh, sorry, uh, Bergevin's work. Do you think Bergevin it's a possibility decided- that when the Habs declare a full rebuild, that they're, they're gonna not? Let- Price go to a, a winning team, but they can't. Zook, they can't. Salary wise, and and the players you have, they'll retain. They can retain a bit. They you will have to retain a bit. Yeah, but yeah. you can't tell an Anderson that has six years left on his contract. Uh, you can't tell Gallagher or Price that has. And if m- they want to win, they'll they have to shit. Yeah, they'll they'll. I, I, I no, just don't. Not- I just don't. I don't see it happening. But you also see a Gallagher or Price saying. Staying with a team that is going to be terrible for the next two, three years. But, the, but the, they'll know that they're never going to win a cup because by the time they're ready to win the cup, they're not going to be players that are going to be able to exactly. play. Exactly. So they may want to leave. So if they want to leave, it's going to be a mutual agreement for Bergevin to trade and who them. who is going to take Gallagher? If we retain salary, some teams will take them. But the thing is, you have to retain salary. I'm sorry, but if no one took... Carry price for free. Yeah, balls for free. What, what do you mean, no one? It was one team. Uh, sorry, if, if, if <laughs> sorry, if well, it, it was Seattle not take a free no, you're contradicting. It's you're contradicting yourself because Seattle's in a Seattle is doing technically a rebuild, but it's not a rebuild. It's just a build. They're, why would they take price if they're not going to compete in three years? They're in the same situation as Montreal. Why would they yeah, take sorry. price? I didn't look at that way, but yeah, you're right. You have, Again, yeah, yeah, but if you're telling me you offer price to the other 30 teams in the league, yeah, there's going to be offers. You probably just have to retain salary. Like, yeah, yeah, right. But like if like a Denver comes up and says, you know, hey, listen, we'll take, uh, we'll take Denver, price. Colorado. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's in the NFL <laughs> mold right now. Okay. okay. So yeah, it's, Anyways, it's well, I mean, I just don't see a rebuild. Now, back to what you said, Joey. I like this where this is going. You had said what that you're you're not understanding what uh, Benjamin did in the offseason a year before, okay? Where when he got this Anderson and everybody, no, he I... was he was. Hold on, I get what you're saying because now looking at the team, the way they're playing right now, it's like okay, fuck, that was just a waste, right? But seeing how they played last year, okay, and we all said it, Benjamin was a genius that year getting all these players, right? I feel, this is this is how I see it, where they went backwards, because they were going forwards with that offseason, showing the team we had last year and bringing it to the, the Stanley Cup Finals, quote-unquote contending or not, however you want to see it, they still went that far with the team they had. Meaning, this team had potential to continue contending 
with just a couple of more fixes. Now, instead of moving forward and getting better by replacing Weber properly, replacing Drouin properly. Hard to do, though. Okay? They went backwards by signing the Paquette and the Savard. Yeah. And again, you guys can deny all you want and disagree with me all you want. Here we go. This was a political move. I swear to you. And and I, I you see it conspiracy. or not? That's not conspiracy. It's pure politics. Pure, okay? Because after having an off season that the the genius off season that Bergevin had to having a season playing amazing and going to the Stanley Cup Finals, you need to fix and get better in pl- places that are are need to be fixed, like the defense. So yeah. Instead of getting your defense better, because now we were solid up front. We were solid up front. Okay, we have um, very talented wingers. We have goal scorers. We have we a don't good have goal centers. Game. Yes, but we could have still played with what we had because we went to the finals with what we had. You needed to strengthen your defense. And he didn't. He weakened his defense, which now brought our team backwards. And that's where the problem is. He that's where he fucked long up. Term. He didn't he think didn't. long term. Look, it was successful that season, sure, but got to remember, they just played the North Division, which is not very strong. I understand that, Joe. But if between you and I right now, if if we would have fixed, knowing that Weber is not coming back, and they all knew Weber wasn't coming back. You knew they were going to re-sign Perry. You knew you were going to re-sign, you know, Stahl and everybody. Ask yourself this question. You as a GM, would you have fixed the defense properly. And if you did, do you think right now we would be standing where we're standing? No. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And Ant, if you, I don't know, if you live, if you remember the first three, four episodes, the, I think the, the word that came out of my mouth the most was defense, how bad it is, how bad we need to change it. Savard being Osner. But again, it's the same thing. We're going to go over and over. And that's why we need, that's why we need a new vision. We need somebody new to come in, not half, half acid. Are we doing long-term? Are we doing short-term? Because what Bergevin is doing, he's trying short-term, but he's trying it for long-term. Nothing is working. Yeah, and, and Bergevin can not, no longer make any more moves or decisions. He can't. He, if this is his last year, you're done. So it's either if we still see Bergevin as a GM, don't expect anything at trade deadline. Don't expect anything now. Don't expect anything anywhere. Yeah, no. Because if there's no. any moves with, GM, with Bergevin still there, It'd be very stupid because you're you're just making decisions for a team that you're no longer gonna be part of next year. So, exactly. anyways, um, before we get to the uh, let, let's move on to something else here. Um, watch watching Deno tonight. Okay, I know we shot on him a lot. The well, you guys did. I never did. So. And, and we have recordings proving that I never shot on Deno because I liked him since day one. Wow. But watching him tonight and seeing how, we're, how we started this season, do you think it was a big mistake getting rid of Deno? No. I mean, I'm going to say yes now because we didn't replace we didn't replace our centers properly. Yeah, but... So- it- I'm not talking about the player itself, but it's a mistake because we we didn't get any we didn't get the proper adequate replacements for him, and I'll include Kock and Yemi. Yeah, but that's you, the mistake. But aren't you contradicting what you just said to Sexton with the contracts and the building rebuilding of the team? If you sign a guy like Dano now for the next five years at five point five or whatever six million that you wanted, I didn't mention contract. We're not, I'm, I'm not talking about contract. I'm talking about the player, the talent. The issue with Dano was his contract. It wasn't his play. He had his place in the Canadians. He had his role cemented, and he didn't want to stay he, here. And he, he didn't, didn't want to accept it. So his, his reasoning was he issues. didn't want to be. A, he didn't want to be a third line center. Now I'm gonna t- I'm gonna give you my answer, okay? And and, and I'm not being biased because I like Daniel, but I want to ask. I want you guys to think about this. As much as Daniel didn't produce that many points last year, okay? The guy. And if you think about it, and even now with the LA Kings, and you can see it, has been the most consistent player on the team. And I'll tell you why. If he didn't come out to play offensively, 
if he had a bad offensive game without scoring points or goals, which is every game, he was there Jordan. defensively. Yeah. And if he was not there defensively, he was there offensively. He stayed consistent all season and in the playoffs. And that's a player you need. And he's a good Screw the goals, screw the assists. The guy was there on both ends of the spectrum. Okay? He was there offensively. And the days he was invisible offensively, he was there defensively and vice versa. You never saw him not there defensively or not and not there offensively. He was there producing at the right position on both ends. And that was a big loss for us. You're right, I'm sorry, brother. but Dano would have... But he has, I, a bit, he has a bit of a big head on him, Anthony. He wanted more money than what I think he, he should have received. You get it because you're on the market. Getting that type of contract, it's because you hit the market and you have people trying to outbid, teams trying to outbid other teams. But Dano's type of player... I'm sorry, you can find that at a way cheaper cost. Thing is, Montreal doesn't have that because this is going, this is me thinking of Timmins and Bergevin. You don't draft players properly to adequately, adequately replace. When you get a Dano, but that is between 21 to 25 and is, you know, is, his contract is controlled, you're paying that half the cost and you have a good third line center that can play defense with a little bit of offense. That that, oh, that was supposed that, to be Jake that Evans. Is the issue. No, and I mean, you're right. The team is bad, but he's not showing it as either. I know he scored a nice goal tonight. Whatever the case is, the team is bad, but he to me he's not showing it. But then as a player, we didn't replace him properly. So can I say I missed him? Sure, but what I missed more is us having a complete, you know, center ice position. For Montreal, which we don't have. Okay, speaking of Randy Timmons, I mean we're gonna we're repeating ourselves, so I'm gonna end this here with with management and all. But he's been with us what 20 years now since uh, 2002. Yes, fire him. It's 20 years now. I think he's made too many mistakes to f- still be blind that it's time to go. Yeah, like it's time to go. Okay. I have a question for you guys. A little game here. If you guys had an opportunity, I'm going to ask you one at a time. If you guys all had an opportunity to bring, watching the team now, the team that's on the ice right now after watching tonight's game or whatever, you had an opportunity to bring one player back from 1995. Just one. Why 95? After the Stanley Cup run that they oh, okay. the last, well, 93 94 there 94 95 whatever you know what i'm trying to say bring one player back that you think that would have made a difference this season just one who who would you from any time from 95 till now till now what which one player do you think if they would be here right now would make a difference for this team zook i'm gonna say pierre turgeon hmm that's a good uh, that's a good answer why? Well, he was an incredible center. Uh, I think he almost had 100 points that year. Uh, to, to me, the closest elite center that we had, apart from Vincent Danfoss, but the last time we've had it. Okay. Hey, you could say Koivu, but he was young at that point, right? But, like, Pierre Turgeon was the top center at, yeah. in, okay. in that point. So he would definitely slot in, in Suzuki's place. And have an immediate, you know, goal scoring centerman. Okay, that's a good answer, Joy. Um, and don't be biased in choosing Koivu. No, I actually wouldn't. <laughs> you, you, because I'm focusing on the team need. You can pick any player you mentioned. Any player from, you want that you think that would make an impact. That played after today. 95, not just in the 95 season, just after. As of 95 and onwards, pick one player that you think would have made an impact difference today. Probably Markov. I have to be Markov. That was my oh, guy. That's I, good I have Markov. to fucking change it up now because that was my guy. But okay. There, right. was, there was even Vladimir Malikov. Yeah, Malikov. He <laughs> can go, yeah, he yeah, can yeah. go pretend ski he was a ski. <laughs> no, it has to be Markov because not only was he good defensively, he was actually a, core, a quarterback power play. Like we have Chris fucking Weidman on our first power play. How bad oh, are we? Oh man, yeah, no, I know. I miss Markov so Guy much. Guy hasn't played for two years in the NHL. Like I miss we Markov. have tremendous, tremendous 
issues. So yes, Markov. Adrian would be my choice. I don't know. I'm looking. I'm looking back. Who's uh, Recky? Yeah, that's another one. That's the one I was gonna say. Apart from, he was yeah. my all-time favorite player. All-time yeah. favorite player. Yeah. Yeah. For entertainment purposes, maybe Kovalev because he was the closest thing we had to like a pure offensive elite See, dynamo. I, like in the later years, I mean, he's put more up more than Pierre Five points. One, yeah, well, he put up eighty. Points. Well, look, you guys, you Kovalev guys, Kovalev put up eighty-four, eighty-five in yeah. in one season with a worse team. I think. Uh, yeah, you're right. So, so it's guys, close. Good answers and all valid. I mean, good. I would for sure would want to see Recky back, Turgeon back. Mark at least nobody one. says Jean Saint Thibault. <laughs> no, <laughs> but for the need of today's team, yes, I, would have, I was. I would focus on the D because yeah. I think we're very good offensively. So yes, the Markov, the maybe the Sheldon Surrey or the no. Patrice Brisbois. <laughs> He's, He's not going to lead your defense. He's I like Surrey. The guy had a shot. The guy had an offensive Please touch. Boy. Adrian. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Why don't Adrian. we just bring back Danden or Bouillon at this point? Huh? He's your boy. No, but I was just, I'm just. Well, Surrey, yeah. I, I, want, I was teasing about Brisbane because I wanted to make uh, Zook laugh, but uh, Markov, Markov was my, my guy. Okay, Markov. but wait. Let's shit on Brisbane, but. In, I I think in like '96 he had like 40 points. That's not bad for a defender. Fun fact. No, fun fact. When when Montreal was playing Vegas and uh, Sammy and Chris and I went to the Bell Center to watch the game outside in that crazy crowd outside, Brisbane was trying to get in, and the security was not letting him in. He had to go around. So was you and that is But this Brisbane was. Was you and that is a Uh. Okay. Uh, the news hit today. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. What? I just thought of that somebody else. Who? Entertainment would have been good. But we don't need entertainment. I'm asking a player that's going to give an impact need for today's team. But anyways, go say your player. Mike Ribeiro. Okay. Ooh. All right. Good night. Go eat your chips. <laughs> that's go eat a... your chips. Actually, that's a good segue into what's coming right now. <laughs> I mean... It's true. <laughs> Anyhow, go for it, my brother. So, our dear Carey Price mm-hmm. issued a statement today saying that he was, and I'll, I'll quote him, and I won't quote the whole thing because I'm sure everybody read his statement, but I'll quote the important part here. I am working through years of neglecting my own mental health, which will take some time to repair. All I can do is take it day by day. With that comes some uncertainty with when I will return to play. So we all got excited when he said he's coming to meet the team on Monday. And we all thought he was going to come back in two, three weeks. But after this statement, to be honest, I don't see him coming back the rest of the season at this point. I said he wasn't coming back right away. Just because he went in for the 30 days doesn't mean anything. I, I honestly, and I, I wish him all the best. Were you surprised uh, about the reason why he went through the NHLPA players program? I, I mean, was look, surprised. You're not surprised? I was surprised. You were? I, I was very surprised. I had no idea that it was a substance abuse. I thought it was like a, like a joint, you know, uh, anxiety, mental health. mental health. But then again, all that's related, eh? But yeah. Look, the guy, think about it, man. The guy has a lot but, of pressure on him to be the number yeah. one goalie in an organization like the Montreal Canadiens that has mm-hmm. a lot of media pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, media pressure, history of the team is you know the goaltenders of all time. That <laughs> and not only yeah. that, having and we said it so many times, we've had so many shit years. Yeah, and sure. Price is the only one who kept us alive, guys. Take out price in all our quote unquote oh, no. good Jeez. seasons or first round playoffs, two round players. That's all. Take price out. Yeah, there's no one. Gotten- We'd be a we good would- team. We would finally have draft picks. Okay, good but point. okay, I'm making a little bit of a joke. Yes, here, yes, yes, yes. I get. Okay, no, I didn't know you were going out. Yes, yes, we would have had draft picks, but without price in all those seasons, you know, j- just look at the example of. 2014 going and playing against the Rangers we went to the third round the moment he got injured we got eliminated I mean 
Carrier Price was the only guy who saved us but year after year. That's so imagine why. that all the everything was on his shoulders year yeah. after year. And right. even though he gave us that, that one bad game, the media shot on him. And he was till this day, till this day, there is no reason to ever shit on Carrier Price. Bad game or not, he's the guy who brought us to where we were every year. So he's our elite talent. I don't blame. Yeah, he's the face of our franchise. But so. why I'm saying that I'm surprised is that because, you know, you could speak to anybody across Canada who knows the game of hockey, knows Carey Price. They always say that Carey Price is, you know, the calm demeanor shows type of no guy. Emotion. Shows no emotion. So you t- typically those are the least people that you that you would worry about for drug abuse. So that's why I was surprised. You know what Makes I'm saying? Makes sense. Makes sense. Zook. I but mean, even now, but, Zook, but, um, but basically what Anthony was saying was that now you see why, you know, like all the pressure now you, you, you can see, okay, it's, it's understandable why. He even has to ask, this and this is on the Munchal media. He even has to ask for respect, which, okay, maybe it's normal. No, but everybody asks for No, but not only players. I mean, everybody maybe, around sports. Maybe you're right, but I've also seen some some of the journalists, I won't name any names, are tr- actually trying to find out what substance that Price has been abusing. It's That's it's, a little too far. It's not Does hard. It matter? To, it's not hard to come up with. Yeah, with, but that's, with that's pretty media close for guesses. you. And that's media for you, but not only the Munchalking media. That's everywhere. They're always... Gonna, they're gonna have to. Dig, they're it's all gonna get paid, and it's, and it's, and it's only it getting is. worse too, right? Eh? With all these medias, uh, mediums, if you will, you know, Twitter and all that stuff. But it, I don't know. Look, look, that that's gonna be everywhere. It's just, it's unfortunate. Yeah, that... let's just hope the best for Price. Of course, let's, let's hope for well. the best. I, I agree with you, Anthony. I, I don't, I don't think he's returning anytime soon. Right, Talk but it. but I think he's gonna come back stronger, guys. Like I'm sure say but like i think this pause even if you if he skips all year imagine a price next year rested for all your training calm he comes back he's ready for the fold you know and we get a decent pick this year things could be pretty decent yeah for sure but now the question to ask you guys do you think seattle was aware of what he was going through before making that pick i would think now 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 with all this coming out a good point actually. and going back to that question of why didn't seattle take him That's when he was point. available and they kept they made it seem like it was that knee injury only and all that stuff the surgery and all that stuff do you think that you know benjamin and price advised seattle what he was going through but benjamin was also not aware of it like he knew a few days before he went not a few days, sorry. No. You knew it the day before. They're never, they're never gonna say. It. But you, you, you think it's yeah? Okay. Well, that's a good point then. That's Tough a very question. good question. If it was, if it was anybody else besides Montreal, I would have said no. Seattle wouldn't have known, and it only came up the way Bergeron said it. But because it's Montreal and everything out of Montreal lately, is kind of like they say they didn't know, but they do. Like take a look at Drouin's situation with his injury. Like yeah, the guy's fine, no concussion. There's nothing wrong with him. But he can't get back in the lineup. He said, "Yeah, he's still yeah, out." But he still out. They know, they know what's wrong, but they're not saying it. I, a, I don't know. Just, but it's all these little details that they somehow get aware of last minute, or so because it's Montreal, maybe. But I knew Burge venue. It's hard to see if Seattle knew. But there's so many reasons why Seattle, and I've already mentioned it. Uh, no, no, the, I, the team I, was going. I, I I still don't think they knew, but I, I wouldn't put it past them because it was Montreal. Yeah, there's so much hype coming out now that it, and then nothing's making any sense to me. It's just an odd season. I I to be honest, and I'm sure everybody can agree with this. None of us expected what we're seeing right now. None of us. Uh, I, anyways. All right, before we end this, uh, we're gonna move on to outside of the Montreal Canadiens a little bit. Uh, breaking news: Alex Ovechkin tonight scores his career goal 741. Wow! To tie Brett Hall on an all-time list. He is 25 goals away from tying Yamir Yarger for third goals scored all time. So, do you guys think at this he's point he's gonna hit? Of course. Gretzky? Why wouldn't he? Yeah, that's why he came back. No, of, of course. course, but it's crazy. Man. Yeah. This guy is just—it's insane. He's insane. a beast of human. It doesn't make sense. They should check his uh, his blood. Oh, I, I, you know, I had this conversation with someone this week. Uh, 
let's say he's like a goal away to breaking Gretzky's. Someone's going to break his legs. You know? <laughs> no, and he's on the ice and you're a goalie of the team you're playing. You don't want to be that goalie. Why wouldn't you want to be wow. that goalie though? I, that's the question. Want to be the yeah. Would you want to be that? Because you're going to be forever in history books. Absolutely. That's absolutely. You wouldn't want to be that. I would never. I would never want to be the goalie or the person that allows you to break your record. That's me. And any and any sport, you always want to be the one to go against it. You don't want to be the one saying, "Yeah, the oh, his eight hundred and uh, what is it, uh, eight ninety two, so eight ninety three goal." It's uh, yeah, it's gonna be on. Um, it was on me. I would never want to be that goalie. No, I actually, my answer was I maybe want to be that guy because then forever you want to just let it in. Yeah, like. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 gonna be a big record, and no one will ever reach that goal again. I don't think. Thing is, Ovechkin probably won't even let you want to like. He's gonna want to. No, no, of course. Like, I'm not thinking. I'm not saying strong. that the goalie's gonna let the. No, I know, goal, but, but even if the goalie, even if the goalie's thing, he's like, I'm not. You know, he's just going that. He's gonna rip it. Exactly. I just want to know if you it. if you were that goalie, would you be that guy? Yeah. Listen, I you want to try, right? Like you said, that, like earlier on in this episode, they're athletes. These, these players want to win. Goalies, yeah, especially. Sure. Hey, and it's a anyways. It's history. in other news. Our our ex Montreal Canadian PK Subban scored his first goal tonight. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Detroit's uh, Detroit and New Jersey's not bad. Again, young players, and they beat one of the best in the league in Florida. They scored he's, seven goals. He's coming back. Guys, to, watch he's coming back to teams. the uh, I, Watch them on the teams. I'll be honest with you, uh, Zook. I said he was coming back, but if the team decides to have a new vision and all, uh. I don't see him coming back. So, but yeah, you're right, uh, Joel. These young players look look at Ottawa, man. Ottawa's going to be a scary team. They lost next. tonight. Uh, more news. They lost tonight to Boston, but again, they, they played were tough. Yep. And if you guys ever have a chance, and even to our fans, Carolina beat Tampa Bay in overtime. Tonight, two one. So I we I know we can't mention all the games. But I'm mentioning games that are games you should watch. It was a little low scoring, but you could see the talent and the organization on the ice. I, I I caught a bit of it, and I'll try to watch a little more later. You can always download some of the some of the games and then rewatch them, and you'll see and you you'll see the difference of my frustration is to Montreal. You see how these team plays, and you're just like wow. No, no, for sure, and I I agree with that statement. One last thing before we end this show. I want to go back to a few episodes ago where I brought up, you know, how I love the NFL, you know, their, their style of, of management and, and, um, and, you know, salaries and how they, they, they treat their players and teams because, you know, they're serious about the sport more than just making it a joke like the NHL, you know, that slap on the wrist when, who was it? That whole scandal last week, two weeks ago, with Chicago, with the sexual assault incident a few years back. They just yeah. got a what a thousand dollar fine, three thousand dollar fine. That was like a slap in the wrist after something so serious. Okay, the yeah. NFL today fined the Green Bay Packers three hundred thousand dollars for breaking COVID nineteen protocols. That is nothing compared to sexual assault. And they got a $300,000 fine. The team got it. And Aaron Rodgers, who was part of the scandal, the Did situation. Did fine $2 million, though? Yeah, it was $2 million, not 2000 It was $2 million. So, and then Aaron Rodgers, the player himself, got a $14,000 fine. Yeah. So that goes to show. For COVID, man. That's crazy. You know, that that league yeah, 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 but... takes things more serious than others. And in... that's why no. I like the sport more. We all know who holds the cards in the NHL. It's the players. They all, you know, they're the the chosen one. You know, like in in football, it's the teams and, and the owners that run the shots. Football are yes, and football are players are much more replaceable because exactly. there's so but, many but, but players on a team. You can be successful by just getting the next guy up. The and next that's guy why up. their contracts have performance based contracts, right? So in the NHL, that would never fly. It's just the way it is. No, but that, that's what I'm trying to say is that they're very but, protective. No, but my my reason my 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 point in all this is that these guys take 
like you can't fuck around in the NFL. You can't. And if you do, you're done. Your your career is over. You're you're, you're done. done. You, you're not getting paid. And well, I remember that football player that was caught beating his girlfriend or his wife. Whatever happened to him? Uh, you remember? So many. There was no, no, but there was a footage in an elevator, I think, and of him like dragging uh, yeah, her or Ray something. Lewis, no, Ray, yeah, was, Ray I Rice. The name, Rice. You're right. There's Rice. so many of them. <laughs> but he's he's gone. I'm pretty yeah. Sure, they dropped uh, him off. Well, look, Henry Ruggs of that in NHL, he would be a center still. Yeah, Henry Ruggs <laughs> of Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Henry Ruggs, who crashed his car and killed the oh, wow. the uh, the driver. Yeah, recently they just dropped him. He's completely that's it. done with it's the finished. NFL. Finished. Well, that's I, that's my point. I agree. Um, I was gonna end this, but Joey was not here on last show, and he had something to say after listening to our show. So the floor it's, is it's, yours. It's Finish not it even off. that, Anthony. I think I think uh, it's actually not even that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, because you mentioned it. Concerning the Eichel trade, I just wanted to say to everyone from an advocate of Eichel, it's tough to see what we could have had for so little. But anyways, it is what it is. I'm not going to talk about it too much. You guys already mentioned it better. What I actually wanted to say, and this is something more on a um, mental health and all that matter. I'm glad, Anthony, you brought it up with Chicago. I've been more informed lately of John Doe, Two, I don't know if you guys heard about the second victim from That's Brad Aldrich from Florida, right? That he said no, Michigan. That he sexually Michigan. assaulted. Sexually assaulted. I saw more of the report today, and again, you guys stressed this a lot on when it happened to the uh, hockey player. I know this probably will never reach out to the to the individual. We don't know who it is from from Michigan, but his mom spoke about the situation. So the yeah, kid was sexually that. assaulted. Yeah at a party when he was 16 years old in 2013. And since then he took drugs and he really took a turn for the worse. And he, I think he's getting help now. And the NHL does not even want to pay for mental health therapy. Uh, it's actually going to be up to Chicago if they want to do it. Again, if anybody is suffering, and I can stress this, anybody who listens to us that needs an ear. Very surprised anything. Though. Yeah, very. Anybody who needs it. I I never want to see what happened to that kid from going from, you know, being a 16-year-old happy hockey player to taking drugs and affecting his life. Anybody needs to talk to anyone, whether it's or not. Anthony said this, we're not professionals, but at least we're a pair of ears to start. If anyone wants to speak to us or Sam who's not on the podcast or Chris, by all means, you can always reach out to us, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case is, and anywhere we're happy to help, we'll definitely do it. And to the family in Chicago that had this, I am so sorry. And I really hope the guy gets what he deserves. I don't know if I know it was long ago. And I really hope the family gets the help they need. Well, well said, Joey. And you're right. You know that we're here. And just because we're not professionals, we have a set of years and we're all humans. And, you know, we all go through things some way or another we're all uh i mean we all go through things everybody each and every individual happy or not it's the human experience exactly so even if we're not professionals just we're a set of years and one piece of advice can change your world around trust me it doesn't matter who you are and what we are one piece of advice can change your whole life around so joey said it we all said it we're here and if it's not us just anybody just let it all out don't keep it in it's not worth it on a brighter note um curfew boys are not going anywhere just because the Montreal canadians are falling apart we're just gonna make more talent than we do than they do (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure i think it's gonna be a long long time Be a long season, boys. Hopefully they can turn it around or whatever. We'll see. All right, to all the listeners out there. I know you all miss Fireman Sam. He'll be back on the next show. He's just on duty tonight. We missed your passion, Sam, your energy. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's wearing off a bit. Just fed up, right? To all the listeners out there, thank you for all your love and support. 
Uh, we are still taking donations for the month of November. Good calls for men's mental health and prostate cancer. So follow our link in our bio on Instagram. Uh, we're still taking donations until the end of the month. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Until next time. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Good night. <laughs>